Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. This is teacher Luis Miranda speaking to you on the second episode of the English with teacher Luis Miranda podcast. On this episode, I will narrate to you how, when, and where I learned English. You will get to know a little bit of my personal life as well as some things about my professional life. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start. Are you ready? Okay, so how did I learn English? The reason I'm talking to you today about this is because the online community literally asked for this. More than 70% of the online community asked me to do a podcast about how I learned English. And I think this is a great opportunity for you to know that the road to speaking fluent English is not easy, but it is well worth it. So how did, I, how did I learn English? It all started in 2002 when my parents took me and all of my brothers to Vancouver, Canada. I was living in Mexico City at that time and I remember that I was uh, 12 years old. I was 12 years, 12 years old and I was in elementary school in sixth grade. And uh, my father was an entrepreneur, my mother was a housewife, so they decided to migrate to Canada for better opportunities, for a better life, and I understand them. So there we were, first day or first night, I should say, in Vancouver, Canada. And I remember that we stayed at the Holiday Inn Hotel for about five days while my parents looked for somewhere uh, for us to stay. I mean, some, something more formal, right? Not a hotel, but a house. But I remember that first night very well, or at least some details of it. I remember that the first thing we did was uh, my father and I went to the 7-Eleven because we were all hungry. And I, didn't, I don't remember very well all the things we bought. I remember we bought a lot of things because we were very hungry. But I remember two things very well. One of them is we bought Cheetos and muffins. <laughs> I even remember the flavor of those muffins that night. And the second thing, a homeless person asking for money. And the reason I remember this very well is because, you know, I, I didn't know any English at that time. I mean, I used to go to a public school, so they taught me English. I'm not criticizing the system or anything, but, you know, they taught me some words, some structures, but honestly, I, I couldn't have a conversation in English. So the reason I remember the homeless person is because I didn't understand him. I mean, it was obvious for me that that person was homeless, because of uh, his appearance, but I didn't understand him. So I felt very strange at that moment. But okay, so I remember that some months later, I started going to school formally, and me, I mean, my, my sister and I started going to school, and I remember that I joined the regular lessons, and I was surprised because 
you know, the, the lessons were in English. I remember my first teacher, his name was, well, we used to call him Mr. Fisher. I never knew his first name, but he was Mr. Fisher, a very intelligent guy and very particular. I remember that every morning when I had classes with him, he used to go outside of the classroom and scream or yell, hello world, every morning. And he seemed like a very happy guy. And I remember that it was curious curious for me how he used to do that every morning. He, he, uh, he was a very energetic and happy person, or so it seemed at that time. So I joined the regular classes, as I said before. But one thing that happened to me is that they used to take me out of those classes uh, for one hour every day, and they used to... They took me to ESL lessons. So for those of you who don't know what ESL is, ESL is an acronym that stands for English as a Second Language. So when they told me they were going to do that, it sounded obvious to me because, you know, I didn't understand the lessons and I had to adapt. But um, when they told me that, I I thought, I don't know why I thought this. I, I guess this is one of the... Um, the paradigms that I broke when I was there, and I hope that you can break this paradigm as well. This is one of the reasons why I'm telling you this story. Um, so when they introduced me to my teacher, before before I saw her was a woman, I thought that it was, I mean, it was obvious for me that it was going to be a Canadian woman, right? A native Canadian woman whose first language was English. But to my surprise, when they introduced me to my teacher, she was from India. And I remember I used to call her Mrs. Habiba. Again, I don't remember her first name because when you're 12 years old, you don't care about that. I mean, you just call your teachers by their last name. Mrs. Habib was her name. She was from India, and I was surprised. The second thing that surprised me was that she had an accent. She had an Indian accent, you know? It was a complete surprise for me because the paradigm that I think every every person who learns English or any language for that matter has is that the person who speaks good English is a person who doesn't have an accent. So that created a revolution in my head because there I was with my ESL teacher, the person who was going to be in charge of teaching me the language of the country, and she was not native, nor did she have a Canadian accent. She had an Indian accent. But I was 12 years old, so I didn't question anything. So I sat down with her, and after the first lesson, I was surprised again because... Yes, she had an accent, but she knew English. And when I say she knew English, I mean she was an expert. She taught me rules that I still apply to this day. She knew the structure. She knew the rules. She knew the pronunciation. Now, note that pronunciation and accent are two different things. You can have a very good pronunciation, but you can still have an accent. So that was the first paradigm that I broke while I was studying and growing up in Vancouver, Canada. So I remember I took her lessons for a year and I really appreciate having taking lessons with her because 
she taught me how English works. And I think if it hadn't been for her, I wouldn't be as good as I am today in English. And I really appreciate that. So after that, you know, I continued studying. I went to elementary school. I went to high school. So after some years, my parents decided to come back to Mexico. And I was approximately 16, 17. And, you know, at that time, you question everything. So I wasn't happy. They never even asked us for it for this they never asked for uh, our opinion they just brought us back to mexico with the excuse that um they missed their family and i understand them now that i'm older i understand them so you know i came back to mexico i managed to learn english uh at a very proficient level so i just continued studying you know i went to high school i finished high school I went to university, and I remember that when I started studying uh, university, or my major in psychology, by the way, I became independent, so I started living on my own. And one of the things that I needed to be truly independent was to have a job. I mean, I used to have jobs, but, you know, not very serious jobs, so... I started to look for a more serious job, and I remember that I was speaking English to a friend downtown in my city, Aguascalientes, Mexico, and somebody overheard me, and they said, hey, I like your English. Are you interested in working as a teacher? And I said, are you serious? I mean, you, you don't even know me, you know? just overheard me speaking, and I said, yeah, there's, there's a school here. It's a new school. It was a very small school a local uh, English school. And I said, okay. So I went to talk to the principal. I mean, the salary was good. It, um, it allowed me to continue studying and being independent. So the, princip the principal said, okay, I like your English. You don't have any experience as a teacher. So I want to know how you work as a teacher. So I need you to give a demo lesson to all the teachers. And I said, okay, but you need to take into account that I don't have any experience, so I will need your help. And he said, don't worry, we will train you. We will give you everything you need. I just need to know how you think a lesson should be given. So I said, fair enough. I prepared my first demo lesson for the teachers. It was about adjectives. I didn't have any experience teaching. I mean, as I said before, I knew how English worked. I still know, obviously, but I knew how English worked because of my teacher in Canada, my teachers in Canada. Um, but I didn't have any experience teaching. So I gave my first demo lesson and it was horrible. When I finished teaching, everybody gave me feedback and I sensed an awkward vibe <laughs> because they wanted to be polite. They didn't want to say any bad. They didn't want to say any bad things because you know they wanted to be polite. I was very young at that time. I was in my early twenties, but the principal was very honest, and he said, "You you sucked." He said it like that. He said it like that. You, you sucked, but I see potential in you, so you're hired, and I'm going to train you. We are going to train you but you will need to study a lot. And I said, fair enough. So I felt bad, to be honest, because he said I sucked. <laughs> but I told him I didn't have any experience. 
So I started studying a lot, receiving training, taking certifications, and after one year, or maybe a little bit less, I had become one of the most popular teachers at that school. And I, it, it, felt, it felt good, to be honest, because not because of the vanity of being popular, because the students looked for me. They asked me questions. They, they believed in what I said. So after that year, I was offered a job in, uh, as a teacher in a very popular, yeah, I guess that's the word, in a very popular and well-known National English Teaching Academy. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to infringe any copyrights, but uh, it's, it's very well known. It's yellow. I will tell you that. You know, it's yellow. And maybe if I tell you the color, you already know which school that is. So I received a, a, an offer. I took the job and they gave me training. I start, I continued taking certifications and I advertised myself online because, you know, I'm always looking for opportunities. I'm also an entrepreneur, so I didn't want to just settle with one job. I mean, if I could have two, that would be great because that, that would mean more money and more independence. Not because I'm greedy, but because I'm realistic. So after one year, again, I had become very popular at that particular center. And students, students used to tell the principal, hey, Luis is a very good teacher. We don't want him to leave because I told him that I was going to leave because I was offered a job at a Japanese company. Well, no, I, I guess... The word for that is not job. I guess the word I'm looking for is an opportunity to teach them. So they interviewed me. The manager interviewed me. It was a Japanese company that had just come to my city, Aguascalientes, and they were starting operations. So they said, look, we have Japanese and Mexican staff that uh, we want you to teach English too. And I said, okay. And they said, okay, but it needs to be business English. And I remember that I had taken business English certifications. I studied a lot, so I knew what I was doing. And I said, okay. So there I was, approximately 23 years old, 22 years old, teaching business English to Japanese students, to Mexican students. And among those, there were managers of a Japanese company. I was overwhelmed at first, but they liked the way I worked. So I continued working, finally, for, for a couple of years. I finished my major. I became a psychologist. And I said, you know, I think I can apply the knowledge of being a, psych a clinical psychologist to my job as an English teacher because I love both and I don't want to have to choose between one or the other. I think I can combine both jobs. So I sat down for some months and I developed a methodology. The, the methodology that I called four-stage Gestalt methodology. Gestalt is a German word that we use in psychology. So I'm just giving you the pronunciation in English, but the, uh, the name of my methodology is four-stage gestalt psych uh, methodology. And I liked it. So I continued working for this Japanese company, and 
I received recommendations for other Japanese company and after some years I started receiving offers from other companies. The majority of them were Japanese international companies. So I said, you know, I can't do this on my own. Which is when I decided to found my school, which is Sunman English. That was the moment when I started having more work than I could take. That's when I decided that I needed a company. So I founded Sunman English. I hired teachers and we started working for other companies, international companies. Um, so my first client, I'm going to tell you the name of that company because um, I'm very thankful. I really appreciate the opportunity they gave me. The name of this company is Sumitomo Electric Centered Components. I really appreciate the trust they had in me and I'm still working with them to this day. I still work with them. Um, so we had one customer another customer, another customer, until there came a time where we had Sunman English, my company had seven companies to teach. American companies, Mexican companies, and Japanese companies, all of them international. And I felt very proud because I had developed a methodology that actually worked. A methodology that people liked and that feels very good, you know, not again, not because of the vanity of saying it works, but because of the satisfaction of seeing people learning something new out of something you created. So that's how I became a teacher. That's how I learned English. This podcast was a little bit longer than the previous one. And this is actually my idea. Every Friday, I will tell you an anecdote that can help you become more confident and know that not everybody starts as an expert. In fact, I don't think anybody starts as an expert. This is my story. This is how I learned English. I am currently studying to be a neuropsychologist with a specialty, a specialty in education. So, what I want you to know is that I'm always looking to learn new things that can complement how I work and how I teach. This is how I learned English. If you want to know more about me, you can find me on social media as Teacher Luis Miranda, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So I'll see you next time. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you like this podcast, if you didn't like this podcast, let me know, send me a message, and I'll see you next time. I hope you have an amazing day. Goodbye.